Well, good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to our all-age Easter service. Um, I recognise that some of you will probably be less familiar with the, the, the building and with us um, than, than others, but we hope you'll feel very relaxed and at home here. Um, don't worry if you don't know the songs. Um, there are toys at the back for any little children. Um, don't, I don't actually see any, but uh, yeah, if any come, don't worry if anybody makes a noise. Um, should you happen to need the toilet during the service, they're at the back, ladies on the left, gents on the right. Um, we are very pleased to have you all with us as travelling companions on our journey through the events of Easter week. Whether you're here or on Zoom, um, I realise that perhaps you, your view of the service through Zoom will be a little bit different from normal, but uh, we're pleased to have you with us as we make that journey. And it's a journey that has amazing highs and deep lows. And that's true of our own lives too. And I think it would be wrong not to acknowledge that even while we are celebrating the results of what Jesus did for us on the cross, there are those who are in a time of great sadness and mourning. And um, one such person who's very much on the minds of those who know him is, is Tony, um, a longtime member of the leadership uh, team here at Heathervale. And in the early hours of Wednesday morning, Tony's wife, Val, passed away suddenly, but peacefully in her sleep at, at home. And it was a great shock uh, and obviously great sadness to all of the family. And uh, as I say, I think it would be wrong not to acknowledge that this morning. So I'm going to say a short prayer, but there is a, a prayer meeting here at six o'clock um, this evening. And during that prayer meeting, Martin will be leading a longer time of, of prayer for Tony and the family. Um, so let me just uh, start in a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Val and for all that she meant to so many people. We pray for Tony, for Claire and Paul and their families. That's the children, the grandchildren, great-grandchildren. We pray for Val's sister, Anne, in Canada and for her family. Father God, we ask that you would comfort them all in their shock and their grief. Would you bring to them the comfort that only you can bring? And may they feel you with them, carrying them through these difficult times. Lord, would you bring to mind happy memories of Val? And would you be very much with them in the, the days and weeks and months ahead? And we ask that in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. So today is Palm Sunday. And uh, so Easter week has, has only just begun. But we're going to be following the whole journey from the triumphal entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, through the awful events of, of Good Friday, and right up to the glorious resurrection on Easter Sunday. And we're going to begin by singing a, a, an Easter song, a song of Easter jubilation. Um, and it will appear on the screen. So if you know it, join in. Um, if you, you feel as it's going along that you can join in, then please do. So I suggest perhaps we stand if you're able to. Easter tribulation fills the streets and towns Celebrations have begun
Jesus knew that he was going to die, but he knew too that it was God's plan to him to, for him to die and come to life again. So he set off for Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover festival there, even though the city would be full of his enemies. Jesus said to two of his disciples, And bring him to me, so that I may ride them into Jerusalem. The disciples replied. Full of excitement, the two friends ran off. They found the donkey and started to untie his rope. When asked what they were doing, they explained that the master needs him. They untied the donkey and led him to Jesus. Crowds of people are flocking to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. Everyone was happy, and when they saw Jesus, they cheered with excitement. They cut down palm branches from the trees and waved them. Some people even spread their cloaks on the road, and the donkey walked over them as it carried Jesus through the city. People called Hosanna praising God. <coughs> done so many amazing things and he tells everyone that God is his father can you believe that he performed amazing miracles I heard he turned water into wine and he fed thousands of people with just five loaves and two fish it was amazing I was there he also healed people who were sick wow no wonder people are praising him The priests and leaders who hated Jesus were furious. 
These men were jealous of how much people loved Jesus. They were angry when Jesus said he was the son of God. They wanted to get rid of Jesus, so they made a plan. How can they want to get rid of Jesus? I don't understand. Isn't he the man who performed amazing miracles and only did good things? What has he done wrong? They are jealous because everyone is praising him, but surely he deserves our praise after all the good things he has done. Towards the end of the week, the time came for the Passover, when Jesus and Jews celebrate with a special meal. Jesus found a secret room in Jerusalem, when he and his friends could share the Passover meal. Jesus sent off two of his disciples to prepare the room. Jesus explained that soon he was going to die. Jesus' friends did not understand. Why did he keep talking about dying when every day crowds of people followed and praised him? At the meal, Jesus took the bread, gave a prayer of thanks, broke it and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in memory of me. Then he took the cup, gave thanks to God and said, Drink. This cup is God's covenant sealed with my blood, which is poured out for you. Jesus said that one of his friends, Judas, was going to betray him, and he sent him off. Later, Jesus and the disciples left the room and went to a quiet garden where Jesus needed to pray.
When in the garden, soldiers came to arrest Jesus. Who is the one that calls himself son of God? Asked one of the leaders. He claims to be God. Judas. Judas. <laughs> the disciples all ran away. Now that they had managed to capture Jesus, his enemies had to find a reason to have him killed. They questioned him all night. Finally at dawn, the high priest asked, Are you the son of God? Yes. <laughs> he claims to be God. That's against the law. He must, he must die. die. Jesus was taken in front of Pilate. But Pilate saw no reason for Jesus to die. But the crowd shouted, Crucify him! Crucify him! So Pilate passed the sentence on Jesus that they were asking for. I can't believe it. I knew that these men were jealous of Jesus and wanted to get rid of him, but what has made all the crowd turn against him? Poor Jesus, surely he doesn't deserve to die. Jesus was forced to carry his cross. But weak through all he had gone through, he collapsed. Come on, but a man, go on, you can get that. Man from Cyrene, a man named Simon from Cyrene was made to take the cross. <clears throat> Somebody needs to go out the door for him. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they nailed him to the cross. At midday, the sky grew black and the sun stopped shining for three hours. Jesus called out. You deserted me. At three o'clock, 
the curtain hanging in the temple was torn in two. He bowed his head and died. An army officer saw what had happened and he came and he praised God saying, Surely he was the son of God. Jesus' body was placed in a tomb and a giant stone was rolled in front of it. God, thank you, Jesus, for dying for us. Thank you for taking our sins away so we too can experience God and fun. Thank you for coming down from heaven to us. Amen. Dear God, thank you for giving us your son, Jesus. Please help us to remember your great sacrifice and treasure it. Amen. Dear God, thank you for Jesus who performed amazing miracles. Thank you for all you do for us, Jesus. Heal enough. Amen. Dear God, thank you for Jesus. Th thank you, Jesus, for our food and drink, our families and friends, and everything else you give to us. Help us to be grateful and remember to say thank you. Amen. Dear God, thank you for giving us your son, Jesus. Help us to remember all the things he did and celebrate him on this special day. Amen. Wow. So, what an amazing story. Hasn't everyone done such a good job so far? So I'm just going to talk to you for a few minutes, hopefully not too long. Uh, um, and I'm a little bit tired, so it might go all over the place. Who knows? Um, but as I was thinking about what to say this morning, I was thinking about how things change in just a few days. You remember at the start of the story, Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey and Everyone cheered at his arrival. They were happy to see him. There was a great procession. And Jesus rode into Jerusalem. There was a party. It was a joyful occasion. And we remember that on Palm Sunday because um, everyone waves palms. There have been some of you waving palm branches here this morning. And actually, it is Palm Sunday today. Um, but only four days later, 
on the Thursday. The mood changed, didn't it? Jesus was arrested and tried by the religious leaders. He was found guilty and sentenced to death, even though he'd done nothing wrong. And then on the Friday, he was handed over to the Romans, who also tried him. But they couldn't find anything wrong with anything that he'd done. But the people had changed their tune. They'd gone from celebrating Jesus' arrival in Jerusalem as the Messiah to demanding his death on a cross. So the Roman governor, Pontius Pilate, he was weak. He gave in and he sentenced Jesus to death. And all this happened in the space of four or five days. And even Jesus' best friends, the disciples, turned his back on him. Judas, who was one of the twelve, betrayed him when Jesus was arrested. And we read in Matthew 26, verse 56, all of the other disciples fled. And then the final straw, Peter, the one that had boasted that he would never leave or abandon Jesus, denied even knowing him, not once, but three times. How and why could this happen? If Jesus was who he claimed to be, if he was, as we've heard this morning already, the son of God, if he was such a great man of the people, supporting the poor, healing the sick, standing up for the downtrodden and oppressed and teaching everyone how they should live their lives to love one another and help each other. Why this sudden change in attitude? And what was the point? Jesus, the man who claimed to be the son of God, the Messiah that was going to save Israel, was arrested, convicted, and crucified. How could he save Israel if he was dead? Well, I'll try and explain. As we've heard, the religious leaders were jealous of Jesus, of his popularity and his teaching, of the crowds of people that followed him. They didn't recognize him as the Messiah. He didn't meet their expectations of what the Messiah would be. They thought the Messiah would come as a mighty warrior who came to defeat the occupying army and who would set Israel free from tyranny and oppression. But Jesus wasn't like that. He came in love and peace and they just didn't get it. They thought Jesus was undermining their authority, their position, their standing, and, their, and that just couldn't happen. So they plotted to kill him. But the amazing thing is this, that was all part of God's plan. You see, as Christians, we believe that Jesus was and is the son of God and he did come as the Messiah but God's plan was much bigger than the Jewish religious leaders thought and God 
God's plan was to save the whole of humanity, not just the Jews. As Christians, we believe that God created the world and everything in it. And that includes humans. That includes me and you. Every person that lived in the world. And he created Adam and Eve and every person since because he wanted to have a relationship with us. He loves us and he wants us to love him. But not like some kind of robot who was programmed to, to love God. Not like iRobot. Yeah? He wanted us to choose to love him. So he gave us something called free will. And basically, that's where the problem started. You see, Adam and Eve decided that they knew best. And they decided they'd choose their own way instead of God's way. And throughout history, everyone that has ever lived has done the same at some point. We all choose our own way instead of God's way. And as Christians, that's what we call sin. And the problem with sin is it stops us having a relationship with God, the relationship that we were created to have. Because you guys know yourself, don't you, that if you do something wrong, then you're going to get into trouble. You're going to get punished. You might be grounded. You might be sent to your room. You might get a detention at school. And it's the same with sin. Sin deserves to be punished. But there is a big problem with sin and the punishment of sin. Because the Bible says that the punishment for sin should be death. And therefore, we all deserve to die. The punishment... But... Yeah, it, it, it's difficult. God loves us, so he doesn't want us to die. He doesn't want to punish us in that way. He wants to save us, and that is where Jesus, the Son of God, comes in. That is where God's plan is so much bigger and more amazing than we can ever imagine. Because as I said earlier, the Bible says that the punishment for sin should be death, and therefore we all deserve to die. Oh, just, yeah. Um, but God doesn't want that. And as I said earlier, Adam and Eve chose their own way, and everyone since has chosen their own way instead of God's way. Now, that is not strictly true because there was one man in the whole of history that never chose his own way, that always chose God's way. And that man was Jesus. Jesus came to earth to rescue the whole of humanity, to save us from the punishment that we deserve and to take that punishment upon himself. And this is what he was doing when he died on the cross. All the punishment from everyone 
everywhere that ever was and that ever will be was placed on him at the cross. He died in our place and took the punishment for our sin because he was the only person that was qualified to do so. He was the only sinless man that had ever lived or will ever live. And because of Jesus' sacrifice, we can now be forgiven for our sin and have a relationship with God again, as we were created to do. But that's not the end of the story, as we'll see in a minute. You see, God doesn't just want to have a relationship with us in the here and now, but he wants to have a relationship with us forever and ever. And the only way that that could happen was for God to defeat death once and for all. So Jesus could not remain dead. The really, really good news about the Easter story is that God raised Jesus to life again on the third day to defeat death once and for all. And so we can have everlasting life with the Father in heaven. All we have to do is to believe in Jesus, to trust him and ask us, ask him to forgive us for the times that we've chosen our own way instead of his way. And we choose to live our lives following his example. And you can do that today. If you're interested, why not talk to someone after the service and find out more? But that's enough from me. So let's see the end of the story, shall we? Early on Sunday morning, some women went to the tomb. With a shock, they realized the stone had been rolled away and the tomb was empty. Daniel, stay here. Where is he? Where have they taken him? What is the matter? Why are you crying? They've moved my master's body. Do you know where it's been taken? Mary. Suddenly Mary recognized him. It was Jesus. Go and tell my friends I'm risen again. Said Jesus joyfully. Mary ran at once to Jesus. Jesus' friends. She couldn't wait to tell them the good news, the most wonderful news in all the world. Jesus is alive. Yeah. 
that Jesus is alive. So we're, we're going to sing now a, a, a song that is perhaps new to, to a lot of you. So I think we're going to sing the, the chorus and the, the verse. Uh, well, it goes chorus, verse, chorus. So I think we'll do and it and then start, start again at the beginning. Okay, just to get you an idea. So it's uh, sing out an Easter song, tell everyone that the Lord has risen. dying and come to life again Jesus made a way for all men women boys and girls to be forgiven from their sins and be friends again with God Heavenly Father we just thank you for that amazing sacrifice that Jesus made for each one of us on the cross thank you is, is just so inadequate and I just pray Lord that uh, each one of us will know the, the truth of, of that sacrifice and come to know Jesus for ourselves. Amen.
Well, thank you so much. Thank you to everybody who took part. Um, yeah, it's just been wonderful to have so many people here. We have another an Easter service on, on Easter Sunday morning. Um, it says here, God loves you so much. He gave his only son. If you believe in him, you will have eternal life. And I know we've made you laugh, but I hope we've also made you think um, about what Easter is all about. And uh, I hope you'll join us now for tea and coffee next door. If anybody does want to talk to anybody about what it means to, to have faith in Jesus and to, to know him for yourself, then there, there are people here who would uh, love to talk to you. And one last thing, has he gone? Um, just to say that it's Mark's birthday today. So happy birthday to Mark. <laughs> so thank you again and uh, do join us for tea and coffee.